T to G to I to F to God it's her. Thank God it's first. Thank God it's first Friday. So it's season two, and we just decided to grab a guitar and add that to the jingle. And doesn't that sound fabulous? We hope you liked it. <laughs> so my name is Brother Luke Rowicki. My name is Brother Andrew Tory. And we're bringing you this episode at the beginning of November, first Friday. That's right. And if you're American or if you're on planet Earth, you know that there's elections <laughs> happening right now. That's right. And there's been a lot of discussion. There's probably going to be some litigation at the end and complaining from both sides. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. But we're going to talk about that. But the general idea of this episode is we get stressed out a lot. I don't know about you. Yeah, there's tons of activities going on at this time of year. Tons of responsibilities. You know, um, we're in November. We just had Halloween. And Thanksgiving is coming up. And then there's Christmas around the corner. It's just, it's always a lot of stuff, right? And I think we just started school you know, a couple of weeks ago, I think in the States it's been going on for a while, but they're always like summer, it's relaxed and you have a lot of fun, although Corona is kind of right. throwing everyone's plans for a loop. But we want to talk about how not to get overwhelmed, not to get bogged down, not right. to get stressed out. Right. Because we do get bogged down and <laughs> bogged down and stressed out. And exactly. We have to things. find solutions to like, okay, this isn't good. How do we... How do we handle this? So there is a solution on the horizon. That's right. At the end of November, there's a really important feast day, and we honor someone extremely important. It's much. He's much bigger than the President of the United States. That's right. Can I don't know if anybody out there can guess. We're going to give you two seconds. <laughs> One, two. Two. <laughs> so his name is Christ the King. That's right. He's the ruler of the entire universe. That's right. And he always has been, and he always will be. Forever. So we're going to talk about four ways we can honor this king. Yeah. And to make it easier for you, Brother Andrew and I have thought of an acronym. That's right. So king is spelled, I believe, K-Y... Nope, K-I. K-I-N-G. G. Keeper. Influencer. Never have I ever. I forgot. What was it? Google. Google. <laughs> you should have looked at Google to find out. Google. And so we're going to explain those a little bit. Uh, but to honor Christ as our keeper, as our influencer, as our never have I ever. And that one sounds a little different than the rest. Yeah, we'll explain. That was Brother Luke's idea, but I, I agreed. <laughs> I thought it was okay. And our Google, my Google. So keeper. That's the keeper, cool. my brother's keeper, the famous line from Genesis, mm-hmm. Cain and Abel. Uh, it was also, I think, Obama's, one of his uh, policies, my brother's keeper. Yeah. Uh-huh. can't remember exactly what that referred to, but... Yeah. Uh, like African-American reach out or something. Like taking, yeah. I don't know. Community. He was a community organizer, so maybe that was kind of, I don't know. Something to do with that. Yeah. But the idea here is, who is my keeper? Who is the one that I trust is going to protect me and look out for me? Um, Brother Andrew. Yeah. So the word keeper, if you think of like what the word keeper means. So um, there's this old medieval building called a keep okay it's like a tower it's like it's a it's a vertical stone uh tower sort of like a cylinder and it's called a keep and it was like um to protect a castle or a fortress and it was a really sturdy building so you would go in and you could you could easily you know protect um protect your lands protect your castle from the enemy coming in you know maybe you've had you know archers or whatever um the keep you know it's a place of security so a keeper is somebody who who puts us into his keep. He keeps us. He 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 protects us. Um, and so our our keeper, well, it has to be the king. It has to be the king because 
the king protects us. He, he's, he is the number one soldier uh, in, in the army, in his realm. And he's always the first one in, 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 battle, in the battle lines who protects his, his subjects. So and I think right now, with, so let's maybe talk a little bit about elections and the fear that happens around Super Tuesday because people have securities and they have things that they care about and they feel like, oh no, that's in jeopardy now because right. my candidate is might not win or is not winning and right um how how do you not get overwhelmed or uh just bogged down by by yeah there's so many things in this life that are unexpected right and like outside, you can have, outside of our control yeah you can have money yeah. in the bank and then stocks plummet and you're out of money right 2008 the crisis you know you can have um really good relationships with people and then from one day to the next something happens and a person you know kind of lets me down uh, so a way to honor Christ the King during this time of elections with Andrew. Right. Is a way to renew our allegiance to our real King. Um, it's a way to, to allow him to once again claim the throne of our hearts. Um, and it gives us a lot of peace whenever there's, you know, unrest that goes on in the world or whenever there's, uh, you know, difficult situations. No, just remember, you know, who do I belong to? I'm, I'm baptized. My, my brother and my Lord is Christ the King. And, and together with him, I'm going to be gathered before his, his throne and before, before the Father in, in heaven. Um, and, you know, I get the election. You know, the elections are, are, are difficult times. Um, Wait, are you allowed to sides. talk about this as a seminarian? That's a great question, Brother Luke. So, so, yeah, it's always an interesting question. Like, how much can priests, like, we're not priests yet, right? But we're going to be priests. Like, how much can priests talk about politics? Um, like, is it good to talk about it in a homily? How much can they say? Can they talk about a particular candidate? Social media? What yeah. kind of posts are we exactly? Be putting and up? there's always there's always been traditionally like a lot of you know, um, the church has has pretty much always said you know it's best not to uh, advocate for a specific candidate, right? Um, the church is in the business of principles, not in the business of promoting a candidate. Principles not promoting a candidate. It's very hard to, to do that because it's a very fine line because you say, oh, well, you know, Catholics, we have, um, we have an obligation to, to vote according to our conscience. That's true. Um, and we also have an obligation to, um, to follow what the church teaches, right? And we have an obligation to, to have a certain hierarchy of, of values, right? It's like... Um, it's not. It's not the same thing to, um, to to fight for the the right to life of all human beings from conception to natural death, as it is to adopt a I don't know an oil drilling policy, for example. There's a certain a hierarchy of values, right? Yeah. Um, and so, but it's always very difficult to talk about this because some some oh well you say the right to life, so that means you can't vote for anybody who's a Democrat. You know, because that's kind of like, are we saying that? You know, that's an interesting. Are you saying that? I don't know. Am I? Um, uh, I'm from Louisiana. And so the the governor of my state, his name is John Bell Edwards. And I really like him. He's a Democrat uh, and he's pro-life, actually. Um, But he's he's very close. He's a he's a he's a wonderful man. And um, so anyway, so it's it's a little tricky when you get into politics because, um, um, if anybody wants to go deeper, I recommend that you listen to a talk by Bishop Barron. Just go to YouTube and type in Catholicism and politics. 
Bishop Barron. You'll have a great talk there. And in that talk, he says, um, the Catholic vote traditionally divides uh, nicely in half, right? Um, you know, half the Catholics vote for Republicans, half vote for Democrats. Um, and he says that he's not surprised by that because there's so much in our Catholic social teaching, like what the church teaches, like how societies, what's, what's important for societies to consider, the value, et cetera. There's so much that appeals to both sides of the political aisle. It's very rich, are the social doctrine of the church. Exactly, and it attracts it attracts a lot of people. But anyways, we, the idea isn't in this to to talk, you know, to go deep into that. But the idea is like, how much can seminarians and and and, and priests talk about politics? And well, um, m my thought is that we have to stick to principles, we, and we can never promote a particular candidate. And regardless, but especially for this episode, what we want, what we're trying to instill, and we 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 want to live ourselves is regardless of whoever wins. An election, um, you know, the big things in life uh, are still the same. Um, you know, Christ is is always going to be our King, and he's he's never changes. He's never voted out of office. He's never voted in office. He's always the same. He's always the same. Um, and I would also add that I think it's really important. Um, whenever a it seems like it seems like Biden is going to win the election, right? Um, and and Trump is going to lose. That's what it seems like. Um, whenever a candidate changes office, I think it's always a good opportunity for those who didn't vote for that candidate to say, "Hmm, why don't I, you know, take a, a fresh look at this this man or this woman or this this ticket, um, and and try to find points where I agree," because if certainly if I didn't vote for them, I'm like oh, I'm mad. Yeah, you know, I oh I'm frustrated. And that's normal. Yeah, that's a no natural reaction. Exactly, and um, but democracy majority wins, right? So so you voted for a candidate, he didn't win. You voted for that candidate, he did win. So it's easier if you know obviously if your candidate wins. But if it, your candidate doesn't win, well try taking a fresh look, uh, try seeing where the points of agreement are, and and where the points are in, and of course the points of disagreement. But but we shouldn't um, polarize. The other person, we shouldn't project all this negative stuff, even though there is negative stuff, but we shouldn't totally blacken out somebody because that's what is so unhealthy and that's what does not help our political discourse. And what's going to lead, speaking of discourse, the word dialogue is it's so important. It's, it's always on the tongue of our Holy Father, Pope Francis, and it's something extremely necessary in our world today where you turn on the news and everyone's like, I saw this crazy pagan ritual against like Trump. Oh uh, yeah. The news. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's not just uh, like, I don't agree with your candidate. It's like, I want to rip his heart out and, right. and burn it and eat it. And yeah. it's like, that's okay. That's, that's like, a little, little too much. How right? do we build bridges there? <laughs> it's like, okay, well to learn how to do dialogue is like what you're saying to learn how to see the positive. Um, and to and, give, and give people a chance. Yeah, and right? give, yeah and so, you have so, to give them a chance. And so it seems like, you know, Biden and Harris have won. Um, they're winning. And so they deserve a chance to govern because the majority of the country has, it seems like, is, is picking yeah, them. Yeah, that's the Constitution. Exactly. That we all... And, and we, need, we need this. Yeah. We, we, need a, we need this Constitution to... This is how our country works. Yeah. This is how democracy works. And so Christ being our keeper, I think, also gives us, like, a... We can you know, take a deep breath and say, okay, you know, this person is president, but Christ is still the king of the universe. Christ is still Lord of history. Right. He's still, he's still almighty God. And we can see how God has used so many people throughout history, um, 
because of their ger- generosity and in spite of, you know, maybe their scheming and, and the evil that they've done. And God still brings uh, us along yeah. and he still guides his church and he and uh, the church is still here. It's still doing so many good things in the world. Um, people outside the church are doing so many good things in the world. And yeah, it's remembering who is who is my keeper, I think can also help us take a, yeah, just have a, a take a breath of fresh air. Um, right. Be relaxed in the midst of yeah, like this tense time that we're in. Right. It's so it's so close to everything. Like all the races, it's just amazing. Yeah. What a nail biter is! It's so close. And if you get if you lose sight of our keeper, yeah. you you get you get tossed up and tangled yeah. up in all this this messiness. Absolutely. And then really, you've kind of become a a slave to it or a victim to it instead of like yeah. really being able to to collaborate in this mission that our king has, you become just a kind of a um, collateral damage or just... Yeah. I, yeah, I, we yeah, we, step outside of that. Yeah, know? we can't fall prey to the, to the slavery that you mentioned because we're, 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 we're children of God. We're made to live in the freedom of the children of God. That's keeping light in this world because that's... Yeah. If, we're, if we're Christian, they'll know we're Christian because we're loving. They'll know, we'll know we're Christian and they'll be attracted to Christianity and Catholicism. Yeah. Because there's these lights in the darkness, and there's yeah. there's uh, these beacons of of clarity and truth, and all the midst of confusion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that mission does not end, no matter who is president. Exactly, exactly. You know? uh, so, okay, we're gonna move on to the I. So influencer, keeper, and then now Christ as my influencer, and that's a term that you hear around a lot. And there are a lot of influencers. There's some even in this seminary. Oh yeah. Um, so Brother John Kenny. And uh, Brother Gustavo Godinez, they've started uh, Piedras Vivas. Yeah. And so if you are living, Catholic, living stones you'll like Spanish. it. If you speak Spanish, you'll like it. And if you're Catholic and you speak Spanish, you'll... Even more. Yeah. You'll explode. It'll knock your socks off. <laughs> um, and there's so many other brothers doing great things. And, uh, so on Instagram. So those, they're doing a lot on Instagram. And YouTube. Those two. And, and podcasts. Yeah. So, yeah. In, so influencer, for those of you who... It's like somebody's really getting out there on social media. Yeah. And... Uh, but there's one influencer that... Um, is ahead above all the rest, and Who? that's Christ the King. Oh my gosh, it's him again. <laughs> <laughs> so, in, in other words, what? Who is my influencer? What is the voice or the example that I follow? What's the voice that guides me in my that, life? That influences me. You know, like yeah. if I listen to a certain uh, musical artist all the time, I start kind of thinking like him. Or if I, if I follow, if I'm subscribed to certain YouTube channels and I'm listening to everything that this person's saying. Brother Andrew's a big Bishop Barron fan. I think uh, if I we got him. a nickel, if our podcast budget got a nickel every time we promoted <laughs> Bishop Barron, I think we'd have like $2. At least. Like, two, two maybe, ten maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Just because we don't have a lot of episodes, but we talk about you a lot, Bishop Barron. And um, you begin to think like that person and talk like that person. Yes, and, absolutely. Uh, so I see a lot of positivity coming from Brother Andrew having Bishop Barron as an influencer. But I know, I see Brother Andrew in the chapel daily. I see him at Mass daily. I know that he has an influencer that's even more important for him, and we all do. Yeah. Uh, so I think we, now we, we can talk about uh, how to make Christ my influence. Like, what are ways that instead of being influenced by things that are not as positive or aren't really going to help me deep down, you know, we can think, oh, my way of relaxing after work or after school mm-hmm. uh, is just turning on my favorite Netflix series. Yeah. And like, and that's legitimate because you know, at work you're stressed. You're and there's a lot of things happening, and you're making a lot of decisions. So, like, to, co- to come back and just be passive and mm-hmm. slouch on the couch. Yeah. Uh, we all like those moments every now and then, it's right? It's great. It's fantastic. Uh, but if that's our only way of relaxing, or if that's 
mm-hmm. kind of my, where I get fed is through Netflix right. or through Spotify, listen to music all day. Right. Uh, you start to become what you are constantly consuming. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we are what you, we are what we chew on chew and on, digest, digest and swallow. Exactly. So eat. <laughs> In other words, <laughs> so uh, Christ as the influencer, brother Andrew, you yesterday or no, on uh, All Souls Day, mm-hmm. went to the cemetery ah, yes. and you uh-huh. visited a, a very important person's grave. That's right. And there was an interesting word written on the as an epitaph. Yes, right, yes. So, so this cemetery is huge. I, I, I don't think I've ever been to a bigger one. And why did you go? So I I wanted to go because I wanted to go to this person's grave. So let me let me work, work my way up in that anecdote. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This, <laughs> the, the things You're you forcing a there. segue, brother Luke. I'm not ready. <laughs> so anyway, there was this big... Big, huge cemetery on the eastern side of Rome. I had to take a 30-minute train, and then I had to walk 30 minutes to get to to get to the cemetery, and then walk a little bit more to get to, to find the grave. Um, so there were probably more than a million graves at this cemetery. It was huge, all different sizes. It was just huge. not exaggerating. It was no, it was huge. Wow. Um, and well, I don't think I'm exaggerating. Um, but anyway, so I I finally found this man's grave, and I I walked up to it, and um, I was struck by this word, umiditas, umiditas. Which uh, come again? Humility in, Thank La- you. in Latin. Um, and I was struck by it because it was the grave of Cardinal Velasio de Paulis, a cardinal of the of Holy Roman Church. Um, so a cardinal is one of the closest advisors of the Pope, right? The guys in red who, who elect the Pope. Um, so he's way up there. So speaking of influencers, when you have a top position in any field or line of work or in the church, obviously you have a lot of influence. That's right. And so he, and he was a, he was a big influencer, right? Um, I, I wanted to go to visit his grave because um, after the scandal of our founder came out, he was appointed by Pope Benedict to guide us through our renewal process. And that's the scandal of the founder of the Legionaries of Christ. Right. And so, and he, he really helped us take a step back and see everything with clarity, put things in perspective uh, rectify what was incorrect, um, start processes of of renewal, of revising our constitutions, um, turning a, a healthy critical eye at the way we live, and you know questioning certain things. So he and he really he really um, breathed uh, you know through through him God breathed new life into into our religious order. And I was I'm so grateful uh, for for everything that he did for us. So I wanted to go and and you know I mean little me you know go pray in front of in front of his tomb to pray for his soul, which I'm sure is already in heaven, uh, God willing. So I prayed there, and I, but I was just struck by, this was a man who had a really high position in the church. And his grave was, he shares it with, with four other priests, <laughs> the same religious order. So it's this, just this probably like, um, I don't know, five foot by three foot slab. That it, it, the only word on it is uh, humility. It's one of a million marble slabs. Exactly. Um, and it was, and it was a, a small. It wasn't. A, it was just simple. It was just a. Uh, and there was a. There was a. Uh, you know, a, a stone bust of of Christ crowned with thorns in, uh, in front of, in front of it, um, and and just his name, Cardinal Velasco de Paulis. You know, whatever, nineteen twenty five to two thousand seventeen. However, however old he was, um, and that was it. It wasn't this huge ornate, you know, Renaissance esque, uh, you know, look how amazing I am type of tombstone. It was just really simple. And he, but he was, he, he was, he knew who he was before God. He knew, even though he had influence, he was like, I know who I am. And so I think like, I, I'm, I'm just a, my, my, my highest 
beautiful, most beautiful identity is just being a child of God. And I don't need anything else. If any, if any influencers are listening to this podcast, so on this, on this uh, Cardinal's grave is a bust of Christ with a crown of thorns. That's the image for an influencer. An influencer is not someone who is like looking for fame and money and fortune. An influencer is someone who's willing to lay down their life for the message that they're trying to get across. Totally. And as well for any influencers out there and listening to this podcast or anyone, because as Christians, we're called to influence the world. Right. Uh, we need to be constantly pointing to Christ so that when we die, what people remember about us is not necessarily, oh, he was funniest guy I know. Okay, that, that's great. Or... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know, you left a huge bank account behind. Okay, that's, you know, that's great. Hopefully it helps a lot of people. But no, this person brought me to Christ. I think it's one of the most exciting things for me as a, you know, soon to be priest, soon to be deacon yeah, next year. Yeah, you is less than a year, you'll be a deacon. Is to think that I'm dedicating my life to something that has eternal con- consequences. Yes. You know, it's, it's souls going to heaven. And I really hope, you know, at the end of my life, I can say, yeah, Lord, I gave, I did everything I could. And I know I messed up a bunch, but I did everything I could. And I was as generous as I could each day to try to help more people come closer to you. And that would be the true crown and the glory and the um, awesomeness that I would be, that I would like my life to have. Yeah. And that's real influence because that has, it lasts for all eternity. It's not just oh, I got a thousand people to watch this video I made. Right. But I got a thousand people to live forever yes. looking at the awesome face of God. Exactly, and, for all of eternity. You know, joining this amazing, yeah. Heaven. Heavenly concert. And um, that's the greatest influence you can have on somebody is to be an instrument of, of, of them getting to heaven. Yeah. And it's hidden. You know, we don't see people from one day to the next. Their whole life is different and they're walking around like St. Francis barefoot around the cities because I found the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like it does happen, but mm-hmm. real, real conversion happens hidden and it's silent. Mm-hmm. And so like the good example you're having um, on your colleagues and on your family members and your kids, if you're a parent, you're not going to see it a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just remember real influence is that causes deep conversion is something that you're not going to see. It's not going to be sensible all the time. You're not going to, Right. You got to smell it right. on the people you're around. Yeah, exactly. You know? There might be, and there might be those, you know, special moments where God gives you a more, or gives us a more, I don't know, a more obvious way to influence people, or a more vocal opportunity, or like we're put on the spotlight. I don't know at a family gathering, or, or I don't know, like we feel inspired. Brother Andrew, tap you know? dance for us. Yeah. <laughs> exactly that type, that type of thing. I could yeah. really show off, you know, those <laughs> with all my tap dancing, tap dancing <laughs> skills. Um, there might be those moments like that, but the most of the time, um, that doesn't happen. Most of the time, like Brother Luke said, it's just it's it's just the quiet, simple living out of our of our you know humdrum daily life. Um, that w- kind of brings me into our the next um, theme here, the N of the King, my, the third way to honor the King. That's right. <laughs> so if you remember, what is it? The never something have I ever? Oh, there he never, goes again. Never whatever. <laughs> <laughs> never have I ever. Never have I ever. Going into that, okay. So those things I mentioned before, for a long time, I think I have had a hold on me. Like I want to be successful, mm-hmm. and we all do. I want to have really cool experiences. Like I would love to be able to see more parts of the world I've never seen. Yeah. And uh, I want to go to Norway. Yeah. Okay. For example, I want to see. The, I want to see the fjords of Norway. <laughs> I would love to see that. Okay. So the never have I ever. The end of honor. The third way to honor the king, is. 
to yeah, you can keep all these desires that you have of seeing Norway yeah. and you know being successful, meeting important people. Like I want to meet, you know, the Pope. I, I got to meet the Pope already. Oh my so gosh! So I'm kind of showing off here. I haven't yet. I want to meet the um, Lionel Messi, soccer player at Barcelona. I would like like that'd be really exciting to meet these important people that mm-hmm. you look up to and yeah. you admire. Um, but I had an experience during our annual spiritual exercises retreats, a silent mm-hmm. retreat we do each year for about a week. Uh, I walked. We have mass in the evening. This was like a, this was about two months ago. Yeah, about two months ago. Okay. At, yeah, end of yeah beginning of October, and so about a month ago. Yeah, and I'm walking out of mass. Uh, it's a starry, starry night, and Van I go. look up into the exactly, and I I look up into the sky and I'm looking at the stars, and as a kid. Okay, so leading up to the this big moment I'm about to okay. Um, okay. portray. So as a kid, I used to, my favorite thing was just to go outside and like lie in the grass or climb on the roof. When I was in college with my friends, we'd climb on the roof and just look up at the sky and have these really cool conversations. Like That's awesome. guy, man conversations just about life and future and what uh, we're excited about, what we're nervous about. Thing. But I remember there's always something about just having these stars above me that I realized God was looking down. Like I always knew that. And it's kind of like, you know, Lion King has a little uh-huh. bit of that too, which yeah. I saw the new Lion King. Oh, you did? Did you like just it? Just recently, I loved it. Yes. And it really okay. brings out that whole part, like that okay. there's, our father is looking at us from these stars. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now fast forward to a month ago. And in the meantime, something about that, looking up in the sky and knowing God is has this plan for me, he's looking out for me, had sort of kind of just, it lost its flavor a little bit for mm-hmm. me. And it was sad because I used to really love it. Like just walking around at night and it's quiet and kind of like, um, you finish the things of the day and you're just relaxed. Well, it sort of lost that effect for me a little bit. And all of a sudden it came back. I walked out of mass, looked over the stars, and I th- I heard this. Like it was a little in- it was inside. I didn't hear any voice, but I heard him say that like the true adventure you're seeking is inside of you. Mm. But I, I understood, and then all of a sudden, I I've been hearing this for years. And like uh, as a seminary and, and we pray a lot. We pray like three hours a day at least, if not more. And uh, it was always, okay, I know prayer is really important. I know I have to make Christ my influencer, like the one that voice that guides me. I have to, he has to be my king. But I always had these desires to do these really cool things and go to these really cool places. And I feel like as a legionary, we kind of do that. Mm-hmm. Like Brother Andrew, yeah. the yeah, last it's... episode, he was talking about, okay, I was in France at Saint-Chapelle and I was at this beautiful monastery and like, okay, that was pretty cool. Most people don't get those chances that we get. Yeah. I got to go to Salzburg, and I was in Austria for a month this summer. So as legionaries, we get blessed with a lot of those things. And right. so I could live my legionary vocation, um, kind of just waiting for the next, oh, where are they going to send me now as a deacon? Yeah. And like, what's the next exciting thing on the uh, on the list? But, but little by little, that loses its, its you know, its, its thing. Yeah. yeah. And like, but what doesn't ever lose its flavor is God's infinitely amazing and very personal plan for me. Mm-hmm. And when you start to realize, you go back looking at your life, like how has God led me to where I am today? It's full of surprises. And it's full of, of uh, not only surprises, but they're events that change you and they form you and they, they convert you in the like, deepest parts of your heart. Mm-hmm. You see things differently. You appreciate the small things Mm-hmm. And that's when you really begin to live like life in color. It's not just you know one fun thing to the next fun thing. Mm-hmm. I remember in high school, like it's a, it's normal just to 
uh, it's Monday. What are you doing? You're waiting till Friday. It's like, I can't wait for these just for the weekend because then you get to do fun stuff. Right. And hang out with your friends and go to parties. In the meantime, it's just like, get me out of here, you know, mm-hmm. get me through school or get me out of work. And you're always looking forward instead of living in the present. But with with this adventure that God, I felt like was inviting me on um, a month ago, it was no live the present, but to the full. And so the never have I ever, the true novelty of our mm-hmm. lives yeah, is mm-hmm. Christ. It's um, I don't have to look forward to things or events mm-hmm. or Activities, that they appreciate me. Re- awards. Yeah, I can appreciate yeah. the smallest things in my life. Right now, I appreciate that I'm healthy. Right now, and that's saying a lot, you know, in the midst of yeah, this pandemic. Absolutely. And I appreciate that I'm in this room recording with Andrew, who I think is really a cool guy. And he's funny. Oh, and, awesome. And, uh, I, I feel blessed. Yeah. I think I'm cool. <laughs> and I can thank God for so many things. And I hope you, as I'm saying this, you're also thinking of the things, the daily things that you can thank God for. Yeah. But when our novelty is no longer something exterior to us, but it's inside of us, nothing can take that away. That That's amazing insight. That's awesome. So it... That, that came to me, and I'm sharing that, so hopefully it can help. Um, never have I ever. So our never have I ever. Yeah. Like, I've never done this, and I can't wait to do it. Okay, well, that's great, and I hope you get that chance. But uh-huh. try to continue looking for that excitement when you go to pray, when you go to Mass, yeah. when yeah. you um, open Scripture. You know, that's because you're going to find it. Yes. And it's going to be a joy and a love and a peace that no one in the world can't take away, and the circumstances can't right. um, you know, take away, and they can't chip away at it. And that's what makes us different about uh, from the world. That's that's our that's our Christian identity as, as children of God. That the 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 the, the gorgeous beauty of, of being Christian belongs inside of us, and it manifests itself on the outside, right? But the but the fire but the fire has to has to be burning on the inside. And if we're always if we want the external thing to happen always, something's not right. We have to we have to start always on the inside. What I think it, it's also, oh, I, I think it's also why um, the cross enters into our life because Christ will permit that things don't always go perfectly around us. Mm-hmm. Why? Not because He wants us to suffer every once in a while, like for some weird part of His plan. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's because the like what what I what I'm realizing, what I'm seeing is the true novelty, the true excitement, and the true happiness that we're all called to be truly happy is not in all these things. And so, if my life just goes really well and my cash just keeps flowing in and everything in my family is mm-hmm. is uh, hunky-dory, mm-hmm. then... Lackadaisical. <laughs> then uh, where's the growth there? Like, where's the true happiness? Because, like, that's all... Those are all good things. But it's kind of like just giving a kid, every time he asks for something, just give him candy and give him a bigger candy bar and a bigger mm-hmm. candy bar. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you get sick of it. Eventually, you get, you know, mm-hmm. it's, okay, I want something new. I don't want something deeper. I want something profound that's... Right. And, um, and, there's, and there's an insight into that desire that we all have for something new. For something different, like, like the same thing, like that we we get always we can get like a little high, you know, when we look at a new me- oh I got a new message or or whatever you know like our phones, there is an insight into that because we 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 want to be stimulated somehow we want to be you know we're, we're made for dynamism we're made for 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 new things for understanding for for learning, but we have to direct that you know we can't allow you know our our minds and our hearts to be fixated on external stuff external stimuli um those are good and it's fun to you know to jump on a trampoline it's fun to you know oh i got a great message from a friend it's it's fun to you know eat that delicious birthday cake you know all the, it's to watch a good movie the other day I, I saw this awesome movie a beautiful day in the neighborhood with tom Hanks. Ah, i want to see mr that. rogers oh it's great so those are good things 
Um, but we have to root that that dynamism that we feel towards novelty, toward never have I ever. We have to we have to orient that towards God. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well there we go. And the fourth so we have K- way, K I N. So K I N. So that'd be Christ the Kin. But that's not. That's right. Yeah, it doesn't work. I mean, it doesn't really have the same ring as Christ the King. Well, he is our kin. He is our kin. He became man. The, <laughs> the word became flesh. But Christ is our king. Yeah. And so he's not only my keeper, my influencer, and my novelty, my never have I ever. He's also my Google. My sounds Google. strange. It does sound strange. Um, but think about this. You're sitting at the table and having a great conversation, and suddenly there's a, a question, what's and no the, one can answer it. What's the capital of Mongolia? Um, how many uh, flamingos constitute a flock of flamingos? Or how many times can you make a hen lay an egg during the day by playing with the lights on and off? What? How do you say Grand Canyon in Swahili? How many grapes can fit into a baby's mouth? Um, <laughs> okay, you that, was, that was the best one. <laughs> and all, all of a sudden you have these questions. What does everyone immediately do? Let's Google it. Yeah. You immediately you say, okay, or let duck, me see. Duck, 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 go is another search engine. <laughs> so all these things are at our fingertips. Where do I go for these these questions that I have? What are the kind of questions I have? Where can I find answers for them? Google will give us, you know, you know, will kind of satisfy the the this short term. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we can figure out a lot of things on Google. It has statistics about pretty yeah. much everything. We yeah. probably can figure out how many grapes. Can a baby bird fit in its mouth or whatever you said? Oh, just a, a human baby, not a baby bird. Oh. That, well, that would be another question. <laughs> exactly. How many grapes can fit into a baby bird's mouth? So, like, those things Google can tell you, but don't you have deeper questions? You know, <laughs> you know I've never asked that. <laughs> <laughs> baby bird's mouth. Yeah. So, like, you know, the deeper questions we all have, like, why am I here on this earth? Um, wh- you know, why... Can I not get this thing right, or or why isn't God why isn't God answering my prayer? Why, yeah, why where, why, why where are you in this? My, my my dad just you know passed away. Well, I'm not like like yeah. hypothetically. You know why why is why does he allow this pain in my life? Yeah, when suffering happens, we begin to ask questions, and for those questions, sometimes they can seem like there's no answers. So how do we how do we find true answers to those questions from Christ the King? Where where can I look, Brother Andrew? Yeah, we have to look. I, for me, I find tons of answers. In, in my personal prayer life, in, hmm. in scripture, sacred scripture. And it's so, it's so, I'm always, you know, I, sometimes I have like, you know, this attitude like, oh, the Bible, you know, it's, it's big, you know, boring book. And, you know, I don't really want, to, you know, open it again. Or, you know, I sometimes I have that, you know, attitude and like, oh, I'm going to pray again. Oh, this passage I've, I know, I've heard this so many times. But time and again, whenever I have like a fresh, attitude in my heart it's like okay you know i'm gonna go to this be open and there's always i'm always he always tells me something like for instance the annunciation the passage from the the gospel of luke chapter one i think it's uh 26 to 38 um that's a passage i've heard so many times in my life hail mary full of grace the lord is with you exactly you know um and so i've heard that so many times but whenever i go to it it's always like uh, if I, as long as I'm open, then there's always something that God tells me if, for me in, in that moment of my life. There's always some something. And so, there, and I think, the, I think that scripture really needs to have a, a priority because that's, that's the lang- that, those are the words that, that have come from God, you know, through human means that speak to us. So I think while there are other ways, maybe you can, you can mention now to us some other ways, I think, I think scripture has to be 
priority, you know, dedicating time to it so that we can really find the answers that, that we really need. Yeah. It's, yeah, because it's not a book. It's not like a book just like any other book. It's not even a book like any other religion's spiritual books, the Quran or the Torah or the um, well, Torah, I guess. Torah is yeah, part of our It's part, part of the Bible, yeah. Um, but it's, it's not just a book. It's the word of living word of God. Yeah, it's alive you know? and active. And it's so like, if I want to hear God's voice, well, let's read his word and let it speak to me. And I think that's a key place. Also, the sacraments and adoration in front of the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. And also, I was just thinking the other day, we have every Thursday a holy hour at night. So we're in front of the Eucharist for an hour. All the brothers uh, as a community, we have a nice big church. Yeah. So we can all be social distancing exactly. with our masks on as we're praying. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, every as every Thursday it begins by a brother or a priest. Sometimes we'll go up in front of everyone, read from the gospel, and then he'll give us his reflection. He'll, and it just came to me the other day because I was, I was actually going to offer to give the reflection coming up sometime soon. Oh, great. And I was thinking sometimes a brother goes up there. And after being a brother for 11 years, I get started to get this, like, you know, superiority complex. I go, oh, I've heard it all. You uh-huh, know, like, uh-huh. yeah, this know, brother, what's I, he going to tell me? I haven't I heard. I know what you mean, yeah. <laughs> and I think it'll happen to a little bit. Or maybe, like, our priest and our homilies is like, okay, my priest is always saying these same things. And, you know, we can start to get kind of negative and sort of close off. God is so big and so awesome and so humilitas, humble, mm-hmm. like we talked about earlier on the grave of Cardinal de Paulis. That not only can he, but he's chosen to use human instruments to speak to us. Yes. So when next time the brother goes up uh, to give a talk, I'm going to think, okay, not what uh, new insight has this brother come upon that he's going to enlighten me with, but what does God want to tell me through this brother? And the next time the priest goes up to homily, what is this priest going to yeah. tell What is God going to tell me through this? And it can, Even in that really, really boring homily. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. If I'm attentive to the voice of God, to the Holy Spirit, and that can happen also outside of Mass and outside of adoration. It can happen in our daily lives. That actually is the pinnacle of the Dunque hermeneutic. Dunque hermeneutic. It's okay. There's a lot of what's happening, but what's the why? Yeah. Okay. It's putting the why in the what. What was it? Exactly. Yeah, no, no. They're putting the why in the what. Yeah. Yeah. It's like saying, okay, uh, I need to go talk to my boss and I can't stand him. Or my brother's really got on my nerves, my sister... If I listen to the voice of God instead of just the other person, I'm going to perceive something different about that person, about the situation, about myself. That right there, you've just heard the voice of God. That's right. And that's how we can make God, make Christ the King our Google. Because mm-hmm. instead of having these questions where I say, okay, um, how many uh, pineapples? <laughs> uh, what's the world record for stacking pineapples You know, in a tower? Or, I, whoa. Oh, uh, he just key? grabbed his phone oh, and he's man. looking at Google. Don't oh. do it. Don't oh, do it. Because okay. Christ, putting it down. the king, putting it down. from now on, is <laughs> our Google. That's where we go to answer our questions. That's right. All right. So let's go through all four. Okay. Brother Andrew. Keeper. Influencer. Never have I never. Never have I ever. Never have I ever? Oh, okay. Never, never have, have I, I ever. ever. Okay. Uh, stacked pineapples in a tower. All right. So if I've, you've done that, the I've, game is... I've never done that. You'd, you'd have to, like, there'd be some type of consequence that you've never stacked pineapples in a tower. Oh, my god. You'd have to, like, run around the house screaming... Uh, I've never stacked pineapples on top of a tower. Yeah. Okay. Backwards. You know, oh, boy. Something. Wait. <laughs> tower. He's going to practice that, and next episode, we're going to have oh. him try to do it, okay? <laughs> uh, and and, uh, and last but not least, our Google, in the sense that he God is the place where I go for answers. All right, so any last words of wisdom about Andrew for someone who wants to make Christ their king, 
Um, do you have the date by chance for Christ the King? It's Sunday, November 22nd. So Sunday, November 22nd. Remember to to honor Christ the King in these ways. Yeah. But, Brother Andrew, last words. So so this time of the year is always stressful, right? We always, and we have the elections going on and we have just tons of stuff, activities. Um, when we give Jesus his throne back, hmm. we're going to notice little by little how peace starts coming back. Um, we will never have, you know, externally, a, a, you know, a perfectly easy, you know, everything's going well. That doesn't exist. Nobody has that. So that shouldn't even be a goal for us. But what should be a goal for us is to always remember, I am a child of God. Christ is my brother and my Lord. And as long as I unite my heart to his during the day, you know, little acts, you know, Lord, you know, I'm with you. You're with me. As long as there's that desire there, there is no way he is not going to bless that. Of course he's going to come. And of course he's going to be with us. And of course he's going to help carry our burdens. Um, Christ is, is our king uh, above all because he, he's, he's the son of God. And, and as, as the son of God, um, he's going to bring us to, to the father at the end of time. And there's nothing more amazing, nothing more beautiful than that. Um, and, and as Christians, we're called to, to remember that every day. Um, it, gives us, it gives us a peaceful perspective on, on the difficulties of life. Amen. So in the midst of all these difficulties, do not hesitate to go and kneel down before the throne of our merciful, loving Keeper. human. I was going to say, say keeper, influencer, never have an ever, and Google. And Google, never have I ever. Never have I ever. You'll <laughs> get it right. And I was also going to say happy birthday to all those who have November birthdays, which is one of our previous guests on the show, my dad. Oh, really? Today's his birthday? Not today, oh, no. but he's okay. turning 60. 60. Yeah. So happy birthday, dad. That's and happy great. birthday to my sister, Madeline, okay. who had her birthday a couple days ago on she, All Saints Day. She didn't turn 60. No. Okay. <laughs> no, because that would make me older than 60 because oh, she's my younger sister. Oh, man. Okay. And um, remember, we don't just do. We doom quay. God bless you.